chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan. For the average fan, I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside my partner, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we're heading to Darlington. We got three pretty exciting races this weekend. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I think it's the first weekend ever that the official throwback weekend is going to have all three series. Um, so that's a little fun fact. Oh, already coming at us with the fun facts. And that's yeah, you know, I got it. You gave me like two minutes to do research uh, for this episode, <laughs> and that's what I came up with. All right. Well, we have some big news to break down throughout the week. The biggest news probably of the year was Wednesday's next-gen car reveal. I'm not sure how much time you've had to look at them. I think they look um, pretty badass. Uh, Ford, uh, Toyota, and Chevrolet uh, revealing their new cars that will debut next year. The biggest thing for them is to reduce the cost of competing in the sport and make the cars have a more unique streetcar look with unique manufacturer characteristics. Yeah, uh, the first thing I noticed when I saw him roll out the cars, and I told Kenny Wallace this, he hasn't responded yet, but uh, there's no numbers on the side. <laughs> You're such a dumbass. <laughs> I wouldn't respond to you either. And how about, <laughs> how about the biggest thing that I noticed? They're only going to have one lug nut on each wheel, so it only took us about 25 episodes for our name to become outdated. Because if you have a loose lug nut when there's only one lug nut, you messed up. Yeah, I feel like, like, I, I, I don't get how the. I mean, I guess what has been doing it for years. F1. Um, I just don't get how the works i'm gonna have to see the science behind that but yeah if you miss a lug nut now that's a big deal yeah you'll be losing a wheel <laughs> so the whole point of the next gen is to attract more manufacturers but that's not um, expected until the new engine is unveiled and that should debut it should debut in 2023 they're hoping to um, unveil the engine uh next year Possible new manufacturers include Honda, Honda, Hyundai, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and Volkswagen. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we're looking for is to get more people involved because more people involved, the more money, the more money, the better uh, racing. Um, I tried to process all the information they threw out. There was a lot. Like if you, God damn it, if you went on the J-Ski, there was literally thousands and thousands of uh interviews you could read so i was like trying to process what everyone's saying about the thing the one thing i got out of it next year could be a shit show because no one knows how the cars work and uh they think it'll remain just as competitive so that's yeah, the, the other things i'm looking for the other specifications of the car that i you know we're just average fans, but they'll have an independent rear suspension, which will change the handling of the car. Um, they'll retain the 110 inch wheelbase as the current car. And then they're going to change up the transmission. It's going to go from an H pattern manual transmission to be replaced by a sequential transmission, likely a six speed. Yeah. They, uh, I saw someone mentioned they were throwing an extra gear in. So, uh, you know, grind it till you find it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think they look extremely badass. I hope it works out more than the car of tomorrow did because uh, NASCAR needs a competition. They need more manufacturers. They need more money um, getting pumped into the sport. I think we're on the right track towards it. So I hope it really works out. Yeah, and but I did no dipping dots. Well, I didn't see any dipping dots. Maybe that will be a sponsor, the dipping dots racing team. And then, so the cars will debut at uh, next year's Daytona 500. Um, and then again, hopefully more teams will be added after they unveil the new engine in 2023. We'll go back to a story that we talked about earlier this week. And it was the delayed caution for Tyler Reddick's tire. And a NASCAR official explained the decision. And I think they dug themselves into more of a hole. They said they planned to retrieve it, but, quote, we let the strategy unfold, end quote. They thought it was far away enough from the racing surface, and it was off-pit road, and they didn't want to get into the middle of green flag pit stop strategies as a league. Yeah, well, I mean, once again, either it was dangerous or it's not. You don't, like, if there's a, a, a guy blows a tire and he's running down on the apron, like, going 25 miles an hour, but he's in the way and you think it's dangerous. You don't say, well, we can't throw the flag now because some guys have pitted and some like either, like, I don't know, either it's dangerous or it's not. And Chris Buescher, um, I don't know if you talk to Lerner and Rowe, I'm going to get a hold of Dave Comey out in Austin, the attorney that rocks. Uh, maybe we can get the case settled here uh, in, in Texas. Um, but yeah, I mean, just at this point, just shut up. You, you screwed the guy over. Just stop talking. Because even when you say you didn't want to get into the green flag pit stop strategy, you did. Yeah, you said we wanted to let the strategy unfold. So you let one strategy work out, not the other. Yeah, so NASCAR screwed up again. They screwed uh, Chris Buescher. We're pissed as hell. Uh, there's nothing they can do to make up for it. It's just unfortunate that it happened the way that it did. But we need justice. Well, you know how they can make up for it? They could sponsor our podcast. Oh, that's a good point. We do need one. I don't know how that helps Chris Busher, but it helps us. <laughs> well, then he can come on the podcast. So let's get into the this weekend's races. Like I said, I feel like this is the first time in a long time we've had um, three races in a weekend. We got the truck race on Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. The big thing about Darlington is it will destroy tires. So trucks, uh, the truck teams will be getting six, six sets of tires um, because they will be the first ones on the track. So there'll be more wear and tear. Xfinity is getting five and then Cup is getting 11. Um, pretty much every time that they pit, they'll be taking four tires. Yeah, it takes a lot of strategy out. And, you know, I'd like to see them get one tire. Just one. To see how that works out <laughs> now um yeah it's it'll be interesting to see how the trucks do because they don't race here often they took a break from uh 2012 to 2019 and i think the only reason they came here last year was because of the covid schedule reshuffling but i could be wrong uh last year ben rhodes won the race Derek kraus austin hill grand end finger were behind him so that's what we're looking for from the only time they've raced here in the past decade. So yeah, it's hard to look up some stuff now. I know why. Yeah. So I love 
everything about this weekend. It's the throwback. The sponsors are badass. I don't know if you saw this, but it's the liftkitsforless.com 200. And I don't know why I like it. I just think it's badass and it's funny. What, is they, what do they do? Lift kits for trucks. Oh. I think it would be better if it was the lift kits for lessy lift kits for less race. Make, make lift lift kits for less make make lift kitsy for lessy. Anyhow, go on. No, that was stupid. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you even can... gonna edit that out because I want people to hear how terrible that was. Um, the biggest thing I thought about from this race is there's no Kyle Bush. Oh my gosh, what we had happened? <laughs> what had happened? Oh, must be too busy partying after a big win for the first time since last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, they had a big celebration as Haas' little kid was running around with the underwear <laughs> on outside. Um, yeah. So John Hunter Nemechek, Kyle Busch's uh, teammate, will be starting on the pole. The big one, or the big thing, the three rookies we had mentioned, they needed to pick it up in the truck series. Though three of them will be starting in the top 15 with Chandler Smith in 8th, Haley Deegan in 10th, and Carson Hosevar in 14th. Well, and that's a big opportunity for them since NASCAR uh, hoses them by not letting them actually qualify and get in the top 15. So, so we got Nemechek on the pole. Austin Hill start outside him in row one. Uh, Zane Smith and Ben Rhodes in row two. Todd Gilliland, Johnny Souter starting fifth and sixth. And row four, Stuart Freeston and Chandler Smith. Row five, Matt Crafton and Haley Deegan. Uh, my winner, I'm going to go with Austin Hill. He finished third here last year, and, uh, I mean, he's been racing pretty strong the last uh, uh, few races. In the last five races, he has three top threes, including a second. So I think he uh, maybe uh, would know Kyle Busch. Uh, that automatically moves all those top threes up to seconds, you know, doing the math. So he only has to pass one more car. I'm going to go with Brett Moffitt, who had a good run here last year, finished in the top ten. Uh, also led 63 laps in last year's race. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brett Moffitt. There you go. Solid choice. So we'll go to Saturday's race, the Xfinity Series. This one also has a pretty sweet uh, sponsor, the Steakhouse Elite 200. And again, it feels like it's been in forever since we've had an Xfinity race. This one will be Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on FS1. What do they do? Steakhouse Elite? Yeah. I have no idea. Something with food, probably. Well, see, I couldn't tell if it's a sauce or maybe uh, a rub uh, or a, uh, I mean, maybe it's a grill. We're going to have to look that up. Going back to the lift kits for less. You know, we had an old stick where I said, what are those wiener pills? I think that would have worked there and I missed it. <laughs> that would have been better than your original. Lift, get it? Lift. lift. Get it? Lift kit? Weeder? Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Collig Racing starting 1-3-4 with Almondinger on the pole with Jeb Burton in third and Justin Haley in fourth. They have a great chance uh, to have a gr uh, pretty good day starting out in the front. Hopefully, they can help each other. Uh, Austin Sendrick will be starting in second. He has four starts and has a top five of two top tens. Yeah, there were uh, 
it's a hard place to get a read on though. Last year they had two races here, 17 different drivers finished in the top 10. And the only three drivers that finished in the top 10 of both races, Ryan Sieg, third and seventh, Ross Chastain, second and eighth, Harrison Burton, sixth and ninth. So hard to, you know, it's just Darlington racing. Yeah. And then uh, in the past, this has been a, a favorite track of the Bushwhackers. Um, there's none in this one that I could see. I looked through the lineup, couldn't find any. One thing I did note, uh, Ty Gibbs is in the, uh, in the race. And according to my uh, notes, I typed up in my two minutes of research, he's starting 54th. Which is, <laughs> that's a bold strategy. Yeah. Where he's actually starting 29th, but in the 54 car. Uh, so he will have a little bit of work to do, but I mean, he's, he hasn't disappointed us yet. I expect him to do some damage. Yeah. Everyone does well in the 54 car. Except for Ty Dillon. So we have AJ Allmendinger, Austin Sindrick in row one, Jeb Burton and Justin Haley in row two, Noah Gregson and Riley Herbst in row three, Daniel Hemrick and Harrison Burton in row four and rounding out the top 10, Brandon Brown and Myatt Snyder. Alrighty, our guy, uh, our guy David Starr, starting seventeenth, and he's already announced that he's in a Whataburger Toyota. Oh, what a burger! But I mean, there better be a badass throwback. I mean, I hope so. Maybe he's gonna throw it back to three races ago <laughs> when he <laughs> unveiled the car two minutes before the race started. Um, who you, who y'all winning? I got uh, Harrison Burton. I was thinking of Ryan Sieg because of those two performances last year. But he really hasn't inspired confidence this year, whereas Harrison Burton's been pretty strong. So going with old uh, old Harrison Burton. I feel like I pick this guy every time. Noah Gregson, I'm going to pick him to win. In his three starts at Darlington, he has one top five, and he's finished in the top ten in all three races. And like I said, he's starting in fifth. I think he gets it done. We've seen him uh, have some chances this year. I think he... Uh, completes it and we'll see him in victory lane on saturday there we go so let's okay. see xfinity race on saturday as we transition into the third race of the weekend the cup series gets underway on sunday at 3 30 p.m eastern on fs1 um as i start off the show with uh, this will be the uh, First time official throwback weekend of NASCAR has featured all three premier series on its uh, schedule. Um, they've been doing this throwback weekend, I believe, since 2004. Yeah, since 2004. They're going to have, they're going to honor some uh, dignitaries. Uh, we're going to have a special guest, Dale Inman, Leonard Wood, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Greg Biffle. Um, they're each going to bid Biff will be for the truck race. I believe Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be for the Xfinity. And then the other three, Dale Inman, Leonard Wood, and Bill Elliott will be uh, featured at the cup race. So good really to see that. We, I always like honoring people, you know? Yeah. That's what this whole weekend's about. We're throwing uh, it back, baby. Uh, Elliott will be driving a restored version of his number nine uh, Coors Motorcraft car from the, his 88 series. We're going to have uh, Leonard Woods going to be driving a restored Ford Mercury 1971. Oh, yeah. um, 
that uh, two, 2011 Hall of Famer Dave Pearson uh, uh, raced in. And uh, Dale Inman is going to be uh, the flag starter guy. Oh, whatever no. we call that guy. The marshal, the, the guy that, yeah, start your engines guy. Yeah, the Grand Marshal, not the yeah, flag they guy. They couldn't, get, they, they couldn't get tag team back. <laughs> or the Bush guy. So, yeah, it's exciting. I uh, wish I could be there, and it's weird because I'm not going to be far from there, but I got a soccer match that day. Sad. Big, big Elite Eight game. If anybody uh, doesn't want to watch NASCAR, you could watch the, the Aggies play North Carolina, but go on. Um, Going to the- so the two biggest favorites for Sunday's race will be um, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. They each have two wins in the last six races here. Yeah, it's uh, those two guys don't have wins yet, do they? No. Nope. That'd be weird if they got one here. It would be. Because then we'd be up to, what, 11 winners? Yeah. And then that, that, that hole would be tightening for those guys that don't have a win. <laughs> and I think Har- Harvick needs to win more than Hamlin does, so – um maybe we'll see him in victory lane the big one uh wood brothers my confidence uh meters getting pretty damn high and i'm gonna call it now they're getting win 100 this year i don't know if it'll be this weekend but they're trending in the right direction we've talked about this but i love where the wood brothers are at getting their 100th win because they they only have 99 i don't know if you know that yeah, I, 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 that's one of the things I came across in the research for this week. 99 wins, um, two top 10 finishes, you said, at Darlington, which sounded good, but then I looked it up and he ran like eight races here. So, yeah. So he's had some success. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm putting him at a, a 5.4 for this week. All right. I was going to go. Like a 5.1, somewhere around there. Like, I don't think they're going to win this weekend, but I'm just confident in how they've been performing lately. But uh, we'll see. They're there still at go. 99. They're trying to get 100. Who do you have in victory lane? I'm going Kevin Harvick. Um, even though he's in a Stuart Haas car, I'm going to I'm gonna step out on a limb here. Uh, his last 10 races in Darlington. I mean, these numbers here are huge. Last 10 races at Darlington, three wins. Nine top five. So the 10 races, he finished in the top five nine times. So, and then top 10, all 10. Oh, yeah. uh, he, his average finishes is uh, 3.5. So, and then <laughs> I, after that, I appeared to put my Matt DiBendetto uh, note. So I had the 6.4 doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Bush as the winner. He's had some success there. I lost his... Uh, Stats there at the bottom didn't copy him, right? But he's had a lot of success here. Uh, best average finish among the drivers that are entered um, this weekend, the active drivers. I think it'll be hard for him to get back-to-back wins, but he's been successful here. Um, he will be starting uh, in third. I'm going to go with Kyle Bush as my winner. Who's your long shot? My long shot, Kurt Bush, which it feels weird calling Kurt Bush a long shot, but he's currently outside the playoff standings. So I think I'm allowed to. All right. And then mine's a real long shot. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Jones. He's raced at six, he's raced six times at Darlington, has an average finish of 8.7, and has the third highest driver rating among the field. He is starting 26, though, so he's going to have some work to do. But uh, Eric Jones, my long shot. I feel like 
that really was. I mean, it is a long shot, but usually like, oh, it's a super extra long shot. He's won a race there before. Come on. I'm just saying. He's a long shot. He's not a, this is the longest shot ever. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not picking Josh Balicki. Oh, shit. You're picking the, Josh Balicki? No, I'm saying I'm not picking. <laughs> well, no, well, no, I'm editing out the part where he said not. So we have uh, Brad Keselowski starting on the pole. Kevin Harvick will uh, be right beside him in row one. Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. in row two. William Byron and Chase Elliott in row three. Denny Hamlin and Matt DiBenedetto in row four. And rounding out the top ten, Austin Dillard and Tyler Reddick. Our guy who got robbed by NASCAR, Chris Busher, starting 11th right next to Joey Logano. There you go. All right. Now, we've been waiting for this for a long time because we've started to see some paint schemes come across for a month, maybe longer now. Yeah. Every time I looked up a paint scheme for a, 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 a other race, like I would see this awesome paint scheme. I'm like, I'm going to go with this one. And then I'd be like, oh, we're throwing it back. I was like, oh, shit. I got to save that. And then you're going to see on the rundown that I just gave you a little bit ago. I put a lot of honorable mentions in. So are you only get to pick one car. I pick like nine. <laughs> hey, that's fine. So your favorite paint scheme in the truck race. I am going uh, Jordan Anderson. He's throwing it back to a paint scheme honoring Larry Max. First race with uh, Mike Mar- or Mark Martin. Uh, looks pretty awesome. Uh, Rusty's is the, the name on the side. So we got that. And then honorable mention, Danny Bond, uh, honoring Michael Waltrip, one of my uh, favorite drivers uh, back in the day, his old country time uh, lemonade car. And then uh, Stuart Friesen honoring uh, the heartthrob Tim Richmond. All right. So you did your research. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't do the race research. It was all paint scheme research. <laughs> but again, that's more important than, uh, you know, the actual racing. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, the number 23 truck, Trace, Chase Purdy. He's in the Bama Buggies. I was trying to look up who he was honoring. He's throwing it back, uh, but it's pretty badass throwing it back. It's Bama Buggies. I actually looked it up. It's like four-wheelers and stuff. There we go. Because back when I grew up in Alabama, or I didn't really grow up. I lived there. Uh, they called uh, shopping carts buggies. So I was really hoping that it was like shopping carts in Alabama yeah. for sale. Sad. I feel like this year, uh, as we get into Xfinity, I feel like more Xfinity uh, Xfinity teams got into the uh, the throwback thing this year than the Cup. Because there are a couple Cup cars are like, oh, we're throwing it back. And you look at it, I was like, eh. How much effort was put into this? Like, hey, but uh, there are some badass Xfinity ones. I'm going, my pick, Joe Graff Jr., he is doing a Back to the Future theme car. Oh, so like the old. You ever see that movie? Yes. Okay, God. So wow, that's two straight episodes where you've seen a movie I've mentioned. I feel like you're more cultured. What was Anyhow, the last one? I forget, but you had seen it, so we got that going for us. Um, I'm just worried though. Once he gets up to 88 miles an hour, what the hell happens? <laughs> And then I'm going my honorable mentions. Josh Berry is going to be in a number eight. He uh, throwback to Dale Jr.'s uh, MLB All-Star uh, car he had, 2001. Justin Allgaier is in a, a badass good humor ice cream number seven that resembles uh, 
Dale Earnhardt's Tasmanian Devil look, the red car he had that he won the Daytona 500 in in 2000. Jeffrey Earnhardt, number zero, honoring. There's a theme here with a lot of these, honoring Dale Senior with his Olympic paint scheme he had, and then uh, friend of the program uh, Bailey Curry in the Gray Ghost, uh, honoring Bobby Allison's 1981 car. So, all right, you did a lot of research. It's not really hard. I, I find it, NBC had a better thingy this week than NASCAR did. Yeah. Like NASCAR didn't have a lot of the cars on it, but if you went to NBC Sports, they had a, a really good breakdown of. They just basically pulled down uh, social media posts from all the drivers. So, future research. I don't know if they do that every week or if this was just a Darlington thing. I'm going to go with number 36, Alex Lab in the LaRue Snowblowers Lady in ba- uh, Black, which is a throwback to friend of the program, Kenny Wallace. And I was glad that I got to pick my cars before you because I think you would have chose this one. I probably would have, but I would have still had nine honorable mentions, so I would have got you know. So I'm going to go with Alex Lab, Kenny Wallace's throwback Lady in Black, pretty sweet. And it's got the uh, Kerminator at the front, I think is what they call it. Yeah, that's that's his nickname. Kenny's nickname, the Herminator. Uh, Cup Series, Joey Logano, number 22. One of the very few times I'll ever pick a Joey Logano because they're usually just meh, like his paint schemes. Yeah. This one's honoring Mario Andretti's first Formula One win back in 1971. Looks pretty sharp. And then my other pick, uh, 24, William Byron. He's in a Neil Bonnet throwback and Neil was my favorite driver as a youth, so that's an obvious choice. And then an honorable mention, J.J. Haley in the number 53 Fat Boy Ice Cream Car food. <laughs> Quinn Hauf in the double zero RCA honors John Andretti. And it has dogs on it. So dogs, you know, it wasn't a pick, so I don't know if this counts. Like All-American, a lot of people try to count All-American honorable mention. No. All America's first team, second team, third team. You were mentioned honorably, but you aren't. Um, so I don't know if this kind of keeps the dog streak alive, being honorable mention. If it doesn't, I'll flip flop him with William Byron just to keep the dogs alive. <laughs> and then the last pick, Austin Dillon throws back the Fireball Roberts. But this is a double throwback because it, it throws back to his paint scheme. But then they also use old Bass Pro Shop logos, look, which look pretty sharp. Yeah, I like this. Uh, obviously, my first one's going to be the number nine car. It's a throwback to Alan uh, Kowicki. Uh, the Hooters, number nine, pretty badass. Got the uh, orange uh, paint on the bottom of the car. Top half is white, uh, throwing it back. And then the other one that I really liked was Ross Chastain in the 42 car. Old school McDonald's to Hutt Strickland's 93, 1993 McDonald's scheme. Uh, so it looks pretty badass i had a couple honorable mentions um josh balicki uh got the old school burger king logo so another double throwback there they got their old um, logo on there uh they're honoring uh, lenny pond and then the other one was bubba wallace in his 23 car he is honoring uh wendell scott so there you go the uh J- well it's funny the jason balicki car josh or josh shit anyhow like the legality of that one i find i I wonder if they had to go to because it's not burger king car it's insurance king is a sponsor 
Like, I wonder if they had to go to Burger King to to use their load. Like, hey, we're going to honor you. I mean, I don't know the dynamics. But a lot of the cars did that. Like, they, uh, they're they honoring the old car, but they made the logo of the new sponsor, like, look like the logo of the old sponsor, which is pretty – I think that adds to it, but I wonder what kind of legal. Oh, my gosh. So, that isn't even Burger King. No, that's insurance king. So I got to talk to like Lerner and Rowe and see what yeah. the code is behind that. I'll throw in uh, Justin Haley as well. He's got a big old happy Mother's Day on the hood of his car. So shout out to all the moms there. Oh, yeah. The, another thing they're doing at uh, Darlington for Mother's Day is uh, every mother uh, gets some flowers. Uh, NASCAR and Darlington Raceway is going to hand out flowers to welcome mothers attending the Goodyear 400. The flowers will be, well, not all mothers, just the first of the thousand. So if you're a mom and you're going to the race and you want flowers, get there early. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, some other ones, uh, Cole Custer, his scheme will honor Margaret Haas, who's the mother of team owner, Gene Haas. There you go. So we could have like a little. Which, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned, we mentioned in the past, they used to never race on Mother's Day. It used to be yeah. one of the weekends they didn't race, but I never found out why they're racing this weekend maybe they're like screw it, we don't like moms anymore or maybe you're like moms like racing so hey uh the other one that i like too that i forgot to put on there um tyler reddick's number eight car the quartz hill records they got uh i can't tell who's joe nichols's home run on the hood of their car there you go i feel like this section would have been better if you had actually researched ahead of time but uh, we're getting loosey-goosey here. Come on. <laughs> so that's all I have for paint schemes. You got any others that you want to talk nope, about? Nope, nope. Nah, we got to end this show. People are going to stop listening. So far, right, well, if you want to see the pictures, we'll tweet them out and Instagram them this weekend. You can follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We'll be back next week. Recap all three races, and we'll probably see a couple more paint schemes that we didn't talk about that we like. See you. Thanks again, everybody. I grew up listening. in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. Started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde. He built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you